Welcome to the 126 Podcast. This is episode 28 of season three. This is Bassapalooza. Coach Weaver, Coach O, I'm Addison McKelvin. How y'all doing? Doing good. Glad to be back. We took a week off and I missed it. Yeah. Now I'm grinning like a possum because I've been looking forward to the Bassapalooza episode. We've had a few Paloozas lately. Yeah. But I've known this was coming for a while. I can tell you're super excited for this one. I'm pretty fired up about Bassapalooza. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's the right time. Of, great time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've hinted at this before. You know, I'm a fisherman. Yeah. And uh, so. Would you be considered an angler? Absolutely. One and the same. I'm an angler. And I'm a saltwater and freshwater angler. And really, as I the older I've gotten, the more I have leaned into saltwater fishing. Mm-hmm. But absolutely growing up as a kid in East Texas, uh, in the South, in one of the greatest bass fishing areas of the world as many lakes as we have around us and bodies of fresh water uh, from creeks to rivers to streams to farm ponds to stock tanks to whatever i grew up a bass fisherman we got a couple of high school Mm -hmm. bass fishermen with us today and we have a very experienced forney bass club bass fisherman with us today we're going to talk about bass fishing in the context of addison being a sport i don't know why i haven't said that it's not i we've had this talk before about we've had this talk because not a sport i actually have a standard that something has to meet for me to consider to be a sport okay we're gonna apply bass fishing to your standard checklist today. i honestly don't know enough about how it works as a competition obviously i've been fishing so i need to learn how it works as a competition then i could maybe give you a ruling on it i've got exciting news for you you're gonna find out today that's good i'm excited but first Well, this is an easy weave. We love our sports in Forney, Texas, America, and we have a lot of uh, exciting sports going on in fall and in winter and in spring. Coach O knows we've got three baseball and softball playoff series going on this week. We're playing all over East Texas and in Forney as well. We're super excited about that. Uh, We just finished up track. We had a bunch of kids that went to the regional track meet, did a great job. All of our sports are, are lots and lots of fun that fall under our umbrella. The sport we're talking about today doesn't officially fall under our umbrella with Forney ISD Athletics and the UIL. I'm always going to keep my fingers crossed that maybe Because right now the UIL does not, it's not just that Forney doesn't have it, the UIL does not have bass fishing as one of their sports. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. And, you know, maybe in my lifetime they'll come to their senses and add bass fishing as a UIL sport, as they should. Um, we did add water polo this year. We had a water palooza last did, episode. Yeah. And We're getting the, a lot of water stuff going it's on. Move, right now. It's moving the right direction, summer. right? Moving the right direction into the water. Uh, they need to get a little farther. But the truth is, in about a generation, and, and of course lots has happened in a generation, 
in our society. But in about a generation, bass fishing, I feel like, has kind of gone from um, an activity probably associated with retired old men and a, and a styrofoam cooler or maybe little kids and a bobber and some min- a bucket of minnows or, or as Coach O would say, uh, worms and a little styrofoam Earthworms. bucket. Yeah. Um, to being one of the fastest growing, most popular sports in the nation, right? You're talking about now 40 million plus people being uh, pretty heavily involved in the sport, tens of billions of dollars of of, uh, revenue generated by bass fishing and competitions. And that's really the, the direction we're going today. Competitions starting out really at the semi pro and professional level. Usually this goes the other way, right? You start a sport as as kids start, you know, playing, and, and then eventually it grows into being a professional sport. Bass fishing, I feel like, kind of started out at the professional. I mean, it was a hobby and a pastime. People loved it. But at the professional level, and now it has grown down into the high school ranks, which we're going to talk about today. There are opportunities for students to earn scholarships to go to college to, to bass fish. Um, it's a really neat, new – it's a sport that's been around for a long, long time. But it's one that's growing at our level, which is what we have a passion and interest for. And that's school sports, right? To see high school kids getting involved in it, being successful in it. We've got two extremely successful bass fishermen today. So I'm excited about where the sport has gone. I was the kid with the bobber. I'm going to be the old man with the styrofoam cooler. I'm somewhere in between right now. But these guys are the future of bass fishing. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. Um, and before we get into uh, the ozone, I guess we should go ahead and, and, you know, recognize and introduce our guests. So today we have two high school um, fishermen, and it's Austin and Garrett. Welcome to the show, you guys. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you doing today? We're, we're excited. We're excited to be here. And like you said, we have a, a representative of our, of our what, what is it, our Forney Bass Club. Forney Bass local, Club. Just a local club. How you doing, Dwayne? We're good. Thank you. We're excited that you're here. Thank you for being Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So, um, if you since y'all haven't been on, we always like to throw it to, to Coach Weaver first, and then we go over to Coach O for everybody's favorite segment. Welcome to the Ozone. Well, all right. So, today, in honor of this Bassapalooza episode... We're talking boxes. Don't, ladies, I know you're thinking jewelry boxes, and we're not going to get anybody into anybody's pocketbooks today. Tackle boxes, maybe? Them. Yeah. Right on. Tackle boxes. All right. So I want to know what's in your box. What no. do you have to have in your box? Because you can't put food in it, right? No, uh, not food that you, you wouldn't. I, you wouldn't yeah, want I to. You haven't seen my tackle box. Ew, gross. Yeah. Okay, so. I don't think you'd want to. We'll just go around the table. What what what's in your box? What's what's the one item you gotta have in there? Uh, personally, I like the Guggen Squad baits. They're al- I've always caught fish on them. So, hey, we're gonna get back. By the way, I've got you did a great job. I've got this on my list too. I think you've got to ask the semi-professional bass fishermen here what their favorite bait is. Right. And so you hit on it. That was awesome, by the way. You guys identify yourselves when you lean into the oh, microphone. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that first. Let's officially give us. Your full name, your grade that you're in at Forney High School, and uh, then tell us your favorite bait. 
Uh, I'm Austin Becker, and I'm in ninth grade. And I like the Guggen squad baits. I've always caught fish on them, and whenever I'm not catching fish, I just go to them, and it works. Hi, I'm Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm in tenth grade, and my favorite bait is probably the black and black and blue uh, Senko. It's probably the best all-around bait. So bait bait is important. It's extremely yeah. important. Yes. 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 Okay. And I'm Dwayne Ellery, and and by the way, color of that bait is extremely important. Uh, and they're they're hitting on exactly what I like to throw too. But let me just tell you, what's in our tackle box is a highly guarded secret. You know, oh, we yeah. don't we don't usually share. So you have you have to sort of have to sort of break that wall of trust before you share what's in your tackle box. Dwayne but, reminds me of Jeff Fleener interviewing for a football head head football <laughs> job. So we interview all the head football coaches. See, there's, there's parallels with every sport. Fleener comes in, he gives us his packet of information, because every coach does. They come in and they've got this thing that they give you. By the way, uh, y'all make sure you tell Coach Fleener, thank you for giving you a ride over here from Forney High today. But uh, he gives us his packet, but he lets us know when he handed us his packet, he will be taking them back up after the end of the interview because it's proprietary. That's a true He's story. He's very proud of what's in it. Now, that's a true story. Uh, I'll have to agree with Dwayne that, um, especially if you're fishing in a competitive situation, See, you, you took advantage of these young, gullible, uh, you know, doe-eyed bass fishermen who are just getting into the sport. Now you're talking to Dwayne who's been fishing in tournaments for for 40 years. He ain't telling you what his favorite lure is. Well, but is your tackle box clean or dirty? Uh-oh. Mine's, like, really dirty. I have food all in it. and I told baits. you. Yes. <laughs> There's baits everywhere, all on the ground and stuff. And I keep mine, like, very, very clean because I don't like it. I like to be able to find what I have want. I have like everything in there, so. And I'm the same way. I, I keep mine immaculate. I, I like so, to be able to find what I need. So you could put a bag of goldfish in there or some fruit snacks or something, or is that a whole other box that it, we have to in have? In Dwayne's boat, it's a whole separate box. Okay. I'll tell you, I agree with his extreme. His stuff is so organized. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm a little more like Austin than Garrett. You what might, a surprise. You, you might have surmised this, Coach O, working with me in the office. I'm going to kind of throw it all in the bag and dig around in there till I find what I need. Hey, can I say, we didn't mention this, but not only do we have two high school bass fishermen, but these are bass fishermen that have qualified for the state of Texas, right, bass tournament. So they're going to state this week. Now, we have some athletes on here sometimes who go to state in in our sports uh, under the UIL umbrella. Where is this tournament going to be? Gentlemen, it's gonna be in Lake Belt, uh, Belton, so all the way in like Austin and Nacogdoches area. Okay. How many people are you competing against? I think it's three hundred boats, so like six hundred people. How about that? Oh. There you go. Is there enough fish? Uh, <laughs> her questions are gonna be great today. <laughs> There's quite a few of them. Yeah. So all right, let's get. We got to get into this because that's gonna be really fun. Talking about how they qualified for the state level tournament talking about what their plans are for Lake Belton and so forth. Not that we're going to give away anything that to their competition because we want them to go down there and win. They're representing Forney high school. Um, so we got Guggen Bates. We've got a black and blue Cinco. We've got Dwayne's guarded secret that he's not going to tell you. Um, it's probably an earthworm. Oh, I, don't, no, I, can te- I don't mind telling you because color. my favorite bait is a bait that's no longer manufactured. So you're not going to find it readily available. Uh, it is a 
bubblegum floating lizard. Now, you may find a bubblegum floating lizard out there. Hot pink, super bright. They float really high in the water, so you can walk the dog with them through vegetation. You can throw them in, in almost any scenario. You can't wait them. But uh, I've got, I, I would tell you the brand name, but I'm not going to do it because I got a little bit of Dwayne in me. And Dwayne's got a worm mold. So we have, we have some plans on maybe remolding some of these things. I have a few of them left uh, from the 80s. Did so, you buy a big case of them before they stopped making them? Um, I, have, I have a lot of them left from yeah. 30, yeah, 20, 30 years ago. I used yeah. to buy them by the double handful. Well, I don't have an answer to this question because I don't fish. I will say I'm always willing to go with people that are fishing because I love being out on the water. But I'm not a fisherman, and I just... I just haven't been. I don't know why. My grandpa had a lake house, grew up around it. I used to go fishing with him. Just never stuck, you know, just wasn't my thing. Well. But I love the water. Yeah. So I'll go. Some people are limited in that way, Addison. Yeah. They're just not, not as cool as the rest of us. But can you name a lure? No. No. No shot. Not even a single? Not a single lure. I couldn't tell you last time I fished. How about a kind of lure? Just, just, a, just a category of lure. No. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Okay. It's okay, Addison. Wow. I can't name it. I can't name it either. Garrett has a mind-blown look on his face. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that the... There's, like, a lot of baits everybody knows, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought, Garrett. Well, like... An it's not. Worm? I mean, I'm not going to put you know effort into it if it's not my thing. I grew up. <laughs> there's a pond like like 200 yards from my house yeah. that when I got a little bit older didn't have fish in it. But whenever I was younger, I had fish in it. But I didn't know what any of this stuff was called. I'd grab a you know, I'd grab a rod and reel from my garage and go out there and just see if I could catch one. But well, I, what I was never, on the end of the line, Addison? I, I don't know what it's called. The it was there. I used it. I don't know. See if you had known and selected properly you would have caught a lot of fish and you would have gotten into it and maybe it would have been a different history for you maybe but whatever it's all right okay it's all good yeah now you don't even look at me because the closest thing to bass fishing for me is chilean sea bass and y'all know i don't like that (laughs) so but i'm i'm learning hey it's something that i may would take up because i'm taking up golf i might take up bass fishing but i have a question though if um if i wanted to fish Salmon? Would I be a salmon fisherman? Because why is it bass fishing? Man. Why is it different? Why yeah. is why is bass why, fishing? Why well, is, is a catfish fisherman called catfish kid fisherman? They're all everyone's an, they're all anglers, right? Huh. And an angler is a person who pursues a species of fish, spray, whatever. Right? Okay. But those are there's a lot of variation in that, right? We know that. The guys who know what I'm talking about are nodding their heads. Uh, bass fishermen super specific, though. And in, particularly in the United States, particularly in the South, particularly in Texas, uh, bass, fish, bass fishing is the king. And, uh, you know, there's, as I said, billions of dollars that have been spent in the pursuit of the sport. And uh, there's actually millions of dollars being won across the state of Texas and the country in this sport. Well, speaking of Actually, winning, how do you win? Is it how many fish you catch or they have to be a certain Let's weight? ask the experts. Yeah. There you go. Go ahead. Um, so you have, you can, the limit is five fish and they have to be at least 14 inches. So you set, catch a 15 pound or a 15 incher, five 15 inches is like, those are usually like two pounds. So that'd be 10 pounds. So it's just whoever has the most uh, amount of pounds. 
Okay. So five fish limit, whoever's got the heaviest bag, right, on the day. And so if you guys have to call, you know what I mean? So explain that process, Garrett. When you, if you've caught your five, you've caught your limit, you've got your five fish, but you catch a bigger fish, how does that work? So if you have, if you have five fish already and you have them in your live well, so you find the one that's the smallest one and you have the one that you just caught and you put them like next to each other, like you measure them out, whichever one's bigger, or you weigh them, or if you have a scale, you weigh them, and whichever one's the smallest, you throw, you put it back in the water, and you let it go, and you put the other one in your live well. And usually that's how people get those big bags. They, they'll catch their five really fast, but they'll, they'll go for bigger fish towards the end. Yeah, so, you know, catch your limit, five per person, but you're trying to get the heaviest five you can, and you're competing against, every, how many, 300 boats, 600 other fishermen in this particular tournament, everybody's trying to do the same thing. And are you doing it together? Your five are weighed together, or you're each getting five? Yeah, we, uh, both of us just combined in five fish. Okay, there you go. So, I actually grew up, next, my next door neighbor was a professional fisherman. Um, Man, how did you miss? How did they miss on you? And, I don't, I've, I, like I said, I'm, I like being around it. I just don't care that much to fish. Like, yeah. I just don't, I love, I love fish. I like looking at them and stuff. I just don't want to <laughs> catch them that much. Yeah. I don't care. You like but, to eat them? I, I like to eat some fish. Some fish are not, not good, you know, but yeah, I like I to eat some fish. But the fact that you're weighing them, right, there's no judges, right? There might be a judge there to confirm that it's 14 inches or that it's this weight, but the fact that it's not up to a judge who wins is checking one of the boxes for it being a sport. All right. I still have a couple more questions. I got other boxes that need to be checked. But Well, sorry. the good thing about you uh, being a, you know, a know-nothing in the fish <laughs> sport yeah. world, bass fishing is that you're a completely impartial judge oh i am and i have no agenda i know it's cool but and whether it's a sport or not it's cool like i don't i don't don't care and that's what i've gotten arguments people before and they think that i'm like insulting something because i'm saying it's not a sport i'm like i'm not saying it's not cool it's like very interesting in fact it's good that it's not a sport sometimes because then it's not confined by the same things that confine sports so it's it's a good thing sometimes. It's Interesting n- point. It's not a bad thing. So bass fishing sometimes is a sport. Sometimes it's not. Now that's an that's that's the thing is it it definitely can be a leisure activity. Yeah. I think one of the one of the boxes I still have to check would be the athletically demanding part of it. I think it has to be athletically demanding. Not hundred percent sure that it is yet, but it could be. I could be I could be informed otherwise. So just imagine you're you got to get up at. Before the crack of dawn, you get on the boat and there's no seats. Only a seat if you're going to drive the boat. But when you're fishing, are you guys standing up the whole day? Uh, we can put seats up like in the back in the front, but most of the time we don't sit down. Yeah. So so imagine you're you know you're you're working. You're working hard every cast. You're standing. You're working all day, and we fish at least eight hours. So then, you so you're talking about eight hours on your feet, getting it get as hard as you can. It's not a leisure sport. It can right. be at least your activity, be, yeah, but if yeah. you're doing it competitively. Yeah. Competitively, right. you're, you're on your feet, you're on your toes, you're getting it the whole day, every day. And the best fishermen will, they'll eat their sandwich between spots. You know, while you're, on the, while you're sitting in the boat running, and you're, you're not just taking a, a lunch break. There's no time for that. You, you're limited on time, so you got to be fishing the whole you're time. You're losing me here. No well, time for lunch break. I mean, hey, you're, you're out there for eight hours. You can't catch a fish if your bait's not in the water, right? So it's about it's about continuously working, as Dwayne said, 
to to and really you're thinking the whole time right you're trying to think about conditions and think about color choices and think about presentation and think about what you know you're you've got to um, do a a lot of pre-planning on the front end just like a a planning for a football game or a basketball game and then you've got to have execution on game day it's just that the game is not 90 minutes long it's eight hours long are you allowed to prop your um what is it (laughs) rod you can't prop it up oh you could set it down (laughs) but yeah no you're there's no time yeah you're usually moving it around. So. Yeah, got to keep it moving. Good stuff. I don't know how many we should. Somebody should, uh, you know, count the statistics on how many casts a day. Somebody probably has. It's probably on the internet mm-hmm. somewhere. How many casts a, a bass tournament team makes in a given tournament day? There's a lot. Well, how many times have y'all lines got caught up with each other's? Austin is a professional at catching trees. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those are tree bass. Oh, yeah. 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 Garrett's good at catching docks. Anytime we're by docks, he always hooks onto the dock. Yeah. <laughs> but we we do have fun, and, I mean, it happens. I mean, you're trying, and you're giving it everything you got to catch the fish, and you got to go where they are. They're not just out, like, right in the middle of the lake. So you got to go up into the brush and stuff, and that's really where we catch all the fish. So. And that's what's unique about this sport is it is a sport in that it's physical. But you're you're trying to figure out where the fish are, and you it's you against the fish, but then you're competing with somebody else. Yeah, you know, and and it, so it's really a mind thing. Are you able to outthink them and outfind the fish? You know, you, anybody can catch fish, especially at the level of these guys. You know, they can catch fish. Everybody on that tournament can catch fish, or they wouldn't be in the state tournament. So now you're talking about you've got to be able to process where are the fish, where where can we find them. And, and then make your decisions throughout the day based on that. Do you get to have that little sonar thing to show you? I saw that on Swamp People the other night. <laughs> he did. He's, he had an alligator on there. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use electronics. Yeah. You Are can. there tournaments that you can't? Is there? Or is that is that pretty standard? I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty standard. I was just curious. I didn't know if sometimes they were like, this one you can't do it and make it a little more difficult or something, but. It makes bass fishing like more interesting whenever you catch yeah. more fish. So the more there's so much of an advantage you can get off of it, but that it is help. It helps a lot. Yeah, we want people catching fish at a fishing tournament. Yeah, like so. Dwayne said, these. I mean, you've got there won't be anybody in the state bass fishing tournament that can't catch fish. I mean, they they don't they don't they all know what they're doing. You go to the state basketball tournament. Every team there is a highly accomplished team. You don't get to that level. So talk to me about one of you guys. Tell me this: the process that you went through to qualify for the state tournament. You've been fishing tournaments. How? When did you start fishing tournaments? How many tournaments did you have you fished prior to state level? And what lakes have you been to? So this is our first year doing it. Uh, I mean, we probably did six or seven of them this year. Yeah. And our last tournament for regionals, such as like. It was like the it was a really rough day for the whole tournament. So we uh, we had a rough day going. We caught a few fish at the beginning, but after like the first hour, every spot that's like looks good has been fished. It has been fished multiple times. So that's whenever you say like you have to, you have to outfish them or outthink them. That's what that's what we're saying. But I mean, we got lucky. We were just messing around at that point. Like we were trying to find where they were at this point. And I got lucky, and I caught like a three and a half. So then we started throwing that bait around a lot more yeah. into the brush. So we started catching a few. Yeah, that's how last tournament we actually made it into the state. 
What lake was that? Uh, lake Palestine. Okay. And uh, so another parallel to our traditional sports is there is a little bit an element of luck involved. Like you, if you've got two, if you have two football teams that are both really accomplished, the athletes are good, they're fast, mm-hmm. they're big, uh, they both know what they're doing, they're running their scheme. Um, sometimes there's the way the ball falls or the way the, you know, it's just uh, it's what, the way the ball bounces. What percentage of it is that? Like if you go to a professional bass fishing tournament where everybody knows how to fish, everybody knows the spots to look, they have all have a lot of experience. What percentage of it is, hey, this was his day, it wasn't his day? Okay, most ex- let's ask the most experienced fisherman here. Dwayne, what's your take on that? Well, in our, in our bass club, for instance, it's rare that the same person wins two tournaments in a row. It just, it very seldom happens. However, you do see that there are certain fishermen who will be in the top 10 every time. Mm. So those are the better fishermen. But to, to say who's going to win that tournament, uh, I, I would say it's going to be, uh, it's a pretty big number based on, you know, on, on what your question is. You know, what's the percent? I don't have a clue, but it's got to be pretty tall. So yeah. some are better than others, but there's still an, even at the upper echelon, there's, a, there's an element of yeah. luck or, or for, good fortune If involved. you come up to a dock, do you fish the right side or the left side? You know, it's a, it's a coin flip. Well, if the boat comes in behind you, they're going to go to the whatever side you don't go on. Mm-hmm. Well, so you could have picked the right side. Maybe you didn't pick the right side. It could make a difference on whether you win or lose a tournament. Just a simple coin toss and decisions. And that's where, uh, you know, where experience will come in. You'll just say, you know, I just, I think the deeper water's over here, or there's, there's structure over here. There's something about this side that holds fish. And once you pick up on that, and usually by the first fish we catch, you know where they are and what they're doing. And that's what you try to replicate throughout the whole lake. We call it patterning the fish. If you can figure out a pattern, then you make replicate that pattern all across the lake. All right, so there's another thing is how much time do you put in, and, and any of you guys can answer this question, but let's say prior to a tournament, you know you're gonna be on Belton, or you know you're gonna be on Palestine, or you're gonna be on Fork, or you're gonna be on Tawakany, like Dwayne and I were a few weeks ago. How much time do you put in prior to that event to get ready for that specific body of water? Um, we actually didn't uh, pre-fish a single lake this year because my dad has been, or he had work every Friday, so he's just super busy because he's our boat captain. But me and Garrett fish ponds and like tanks all the time. So we just, I mean, they're not the same thing, but it's pretty close. Well, I would agree with you, Austin. I grew up fishing ponds and tanks, and I do think it does translate, right? Fish are fish. Uh, they behave in a certain way, so... I think that's pretty smart. If you can't get on the lake, you still find a way to fish, but you're still but you're still preparing. You're still honing your skills. I think every time we go out though, I mean, it's we go out me and Austin fish all the time. Yeah. Like every weekend, I usually am out there fishing. So, I mean, it's really about how good can you get at that time of the year and what you're using cuz as he said earlier, like I mean, you can fish the right spot too. You can be there. It's all about what you're using as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it really just depends. You just got to know what to use and where to go, and that's all it is. Good stuff. Experience matters. Have you ever made your own lures? I have. Yeah? Yes. It's, it's it? pretty, I mean, I don't, Sound- most people don't do it anymore probably much. Yeah. You can almost, you can go to Bass Pro and, like, good luck finding something that, you know, every, I mean, there's so much volume and so You're not going to think of something that's not already there. It's already there. Yeah. You know, you may have a variation on it. 
I had a good friend. He passed away a few years ago, but um, he made his own lures all the time. And he would make the simplest. I was telling Dwayne this story. He would make the simplest, most unflashy lure, right? I mean, it, might, it almost looked like a piece of floating wood, <laughs> you know, or something with just a little bit of flash on it. But he seemed to catch bigger fish. He didn't fish with them very much, but if he had a chance to catch a big fish, a lot of times it would be on that just because it was something I think that the fish had never seen before. I think Garrett talked about this. I mean, how often those fish have seen, how many times have they seen lures put in front of them? Like, it's like every day someone's out there throwing yeah. something. So, I mean, everyone knows what to use, like you said. So, it, it, I don't know how many times. I mean, it could be. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, I don't know. So, you, 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 maybe you got something a little different. Right. You got something on that particular day or that water clarity, temperature, weather. Mm-hmm. You do something that's a little bit better than what everybody else is doing. That's how you get in the money. Or, and these guys case do you win money in your how do they get trophies and how does that work um you can win like scholarship money and uh i think like first place you can get 500 dollars gift card for like lose an academy yeah okay cool i knew they gave away scholarships in high school tournaments well the bait is top secret what about the rod the pole fishing pole is that top secret too i don't think so Uh, not not really but the better I became a fisherman, the better the rod importance became. Uh, the rod is probably more important than the reel. The rod is just as important as the line or the type of hook or whatever you're fishing with. Uh, the rod can sense, you know, you can, you got to be able to transfer that when they pick up the bait from the, from the hook to your hand. You got to be able to feel that. And the better the rod, the better you're ab- able to feel it. So yeah, it makes a difference, and the better the best rods are not cheap; they are very expensive. There you go, Coach O. Just like anything, just like <laughs> yeah, everything's so expensive. It is anything yeah. fun is going to cost you so much money now. Too. And this is not a cheap sport. No. Right? you buy the boat, you pay the tournament fee, you pay mm-hmm. the gas, you got to eat before you get there, take your food with you. You know, you go fish all day. You've got fuel. You know, then you got to get home. Sometimes if it's a, a ways away, you've got lodging. You yeah. know, it's it's not an inexpensive sport, but yeah, it sure you, is a lot of fun. You got thousands of dollars just in your tackle compartment. Yeah. What about you your know? clothes? You got to have on special clothes. Hey, do you guys wear a uniform, a Forney High School uniform? We do. This is a shirt from last time, our Lake Belton tournament. It regionals. says our regionals, our uh, Lake uh, Palestine tournament. It says it on my back. Um, I mean, yeah, we have shirts that like have all of our sponsors and stuff on it, too. So. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always see that professional fishermen are sponsored up like a NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, got, yeah. They got logos all over them. It's all fishing stuff, of course, but they got logos all over them. Well, think about this. I mean, if there's a, you know, if a professional bass fisherman wins a tournament with a lure of a company that's sponsoring him, then they're going to be a, mm-hmm. a however many, you know, 20 million bass fishermen are immediately going to go buy five packages of that lure. Uh, he makes a lot of money for that company and oh, yeah. probably gets paid back. But maybe that'll be you guys one of these days. Yeah. Garrett and Austin will be, you know, on TV someday. In the six or seven figures, there are plenty of those out there now. Bass fishermen. This is where it starts. Just like, yeah. you know. Do bass fishermen eat bass? Or do you just <laughs> is it just for sport? That's uh, a great question. It is. Go ahead. Uh, most of the time, you don't really <laughs> eat bass. 
I mean, you can eat them if like you are starving, but <laughs> they're not really a uh, food sea? fish. Chilean sea bass. It's a little different kind of bass. Oh, well, it's not tasty to me. Uh, they are fishing for Micropterus salmodes, which oh. is the largemouth species, Coach O. Largemouth bass. You're ta- that's correct, mm-hmm. largemouth bass. It's native to this part of the well, country. what am I talking about? Which Chilean sea bass? I don't have any. I don't even know what a Chilean sea bass is. Obviously, it's a saltwater fish. It's yeah, out of the it, sea. It's a saltwater fish. There you go. So. Yeah. The, why, why is it that, that bass is really the only thing we fish competitively around here? It's a good question. It's not. There's actually oh, catfishing tournaments. There's crappie fishing tournaments. Um, that, you know, it's, a, it's a big deal in its own right. Uh, it's just bass fishing. They're they're difficult to catch. It's yeah. challenging. Um, where crappie are not necessarily difficult to catch. They're very easy. Uh, catfish the same way. But uh, that yeah, there's tournaments of whatever kind of species you want. So catfish. If you're in a catfishing tournament, I would assume it's more about it's more about size than the difficulty of catching it because catfish can get absolutely massive. Yeah. Yes. Is it true that catfish never stop growing? They just die eventually. I think it is actually because they're they're a bottom feeder, right? Like other things, so I think they just grow and grow. Because I mean, I've seen pictures of catfish that are the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're huge. Yeah, but I think they just grow and grow and grow until they die. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Well, my theory on that is on the tournaments is bass fishing is the most popular because I think it's the most active. I think there's a million different variations of lures. There's a million different ways to fish, pitching and flipping and casting and fishing deep water and shallow water and, all, you know, every different catfishing is in. This is my experience, and I'm sure there are cat fishermen out there would disagree, maybe. But it's pretty regimented to, to a pretty narrow uh, type of fishing, you know, um, with bait you're, you're not going out and casting lures and changing lures and trying to match patterns mm-hmm. and all that stuff like you would bass fishing and i think that's what makes it maybe more challenging and more fun would you ever go what's it called noodling i would absolutely you, you would do that yeah for sure i've never done it but i would love to try that and that's for catfish it is correct yeah yeah coach o, are you no, familiar no, with noodling thank you. yeah i okay. am and i have no interest in well first of all i have a fear of the water so i'm certainly right. not going to go put my head close to the water to try to fight a fish out of a hole and pull it out the the thing that that worries me the most about noodling is the fact that alligator snapping turtles exist and i'm so terrified of one of those just chomping my hand well if you feel one of those don't put it in your hand in its mouth yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't plan on it and i don't know if that's ever happened to someone noodling i don't know if they've ever stuck their arm in there and then got it i think it probably has it probably has though and i'm like i don't think i want to do this now, I, wanna, I don't want to be the lure. <laughs> I never want to be a lure in my entire life, in any circumstance. Are you a sw- do you swim in the surf? Yeah, but I don't want to like go out like, like in an effort to be a lure. Like, like yeah, I you see know. what you mean. Yeah, you're not trying to. I'm stick not trying your to ankle do in a shark's mouth when yeah. you're when you're in, no, bet- in between the sandbars at Galveston. All right, um, I want to backtrack for a second. <laughs> Back on Coach O's eloquent question about. Have you ever eaten bass? <laughs> because how many of you have ever eaten largemouth bass? Yeah, we also all, we've all tried it. We've all eaten it. And I'm going to tell you, not my favorite fish. I like saltwater fish better, you t- typically. Like what's a saltwater fish? Flounder. I, my, flounder's my favorite. Like sea bass. Long, long, you like yeah. Chilean sea bass? I've had sea bass a few times. It's it's not bad. Oh. There I you go. I just think it wasn't prepared. The pr- 
right way or that's i mean me. fish is like 90 percent prep like it's not it's just lot. this fish is good and this one's bad because i've had some really bad you know catfish and i've had some really good catfish. okay so i think i think the water that the fish comes out of it makes a huge difference if you're eating catfish out of a muddy old stock tank it's probably going to taste a little bit like the muddy stock tank you, as you said they're a bottom feeder right if you're catching catfish out of a, a fast-moving stream or, or mm-hmm. a river it's going to taste a lot better if it's in the right age range if salmon's it's a, really good and that's if it's a big older fish yeah. it's not going to taste it's going to be tough and have a have a more um stronger fish flavor than a younger smaller freshwater fish i've had bass out of the james river camping on the river you know and you catch bass out of pretty clear water and and cooking on a campfire and it's hard to be I mean, it's really it's as good as any fish i've ever eaten but i've also had bass that are really bad mm-hmm. have what you, were you going to say austin you you were leaning oh, in um I think it also depends on like what they eat because they could eat like frogs that have mud all on them and I just think it depends on what they eat. So. Yeah, good point. Have you ever eaten alligator gar? I have not. I've caught them, haven't eaten them. I've had it one time. Okay. It's the most bony fish you'll ever eat. It I is. A, here we go. Fishing thing I've done, y'all haven't done. Okay. We caught like a, it was huge. It was like a four and a half foot you know alligator gar and we decided we're gonna eat this thing oh and it was disgusting yeah. it was the grossest fish i've ever had in my life i took like one bite and i was like no thanks i know what this tastes like now i'm good well i have a little more respect for you now addison after having caught a large alligator gar and attempting to eat it yep good for we you. did we attempted it good for you. not good i don't know if i don't know if the smaller ones would be better i doubt it um not good though well uh so, state tournament this weekend. This is the Texas High School Bass. What's the, what's the official name of, of the organization? I think it's just Texas High School Bass Association. Texas High School Bass Association. You've got to be a member of that organization. It's kind of like having to be a UIL member school, right, to play football or volleyball. And um, you're representing Forney High School. You're going down to Lake Belton this weekend. Austin, your dad is your is your boat captain. Is that right? Yeah. And you, I got a shout out to your uh, sponsor. You have to have a sponsor on campus, correct? Who's your sponsor at Forney High? Uh, Mr. Jones. He's an ag teacher. Okay. So what is he, what is his role? He just uh, sets the tournaments up or puts a Forney into the tournament, so we okay. can actually get into it. So all right. So Does he, he have to be on the boat. No, he's he. Um, he comes to the tournaments here and there. Okay. Because well, are your parents on the boat? Where are the spectators? So the spectators, so his dad comes, so he's the boat captain, but the spectators comes for weigh-in because, I mean, I don't know about you, but if you're not fishing, I don't want to be on a boat for eight hours. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'd have to do what I had to do if my kid was doing it, but I'm out. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. So, okay, boat captain. This is interesting to me. What, what's his role? Does he move? Does he... He drives the boat, obviously, moves you from place to place. Does he get to fish? Does he get to participate in any way? How does that work? Um, yeah, he just drives around, and he has been fishing for I don't even know how long. So he is pretty, uh, I guess, like knows what he's doing. Yeah. So most tournaments, like the ones before regionals, he could fish, but regionals and state, he cannot fish. Okay. So he just has to sit there and help us. Gotcha. And um, – it's a coach. I do know. That's, that's, yeah, that's a head coach. coach. I do know that a bass fisherman who um, 
you know, drive boats, um, can drive those boats like maniacs. Let the me tell you most something. terrifying water experience I've ever had was tubing behind the professional fisherman that lived next door to me <laughs> because he drove that thing like he stole it. I you mean, see this guy terrifying. sitting across from you? This man drives a boat way too fast. Well, you got to get from spot to spot, right? <laughs> we were going tw- two miles an hour. <laughs> no, yeah, while fishing. And then he's like, we're going to go to a new spot. And look, I'm used to, you know, going across the bay in a, in a center console bay boat or something, which is, you know, it's kind of fast. Uh, but Dwayne takes off and uh, it was, I don't think, I don't know how much of the boat was touching the water but it was a very, very small amount of that boat. It was, we were flying. I wasn't used to it. Well, let's talk about that boat because my neighbor had a bass boat. There's a specific boat. What is, what are those floater things <laughs> on the bottom of the bass boat? It looks like floater. No, it's you not talking about, about a pontoon about a, boat? Yes, yeah. she is. It, 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 he said it was a bass boat. Is that not a bass boat? No. Oh. Dwayne, would you educate Coach O about the difference in a pontoon boat's going to have big round cylinders yeah, at the bottom yeah, yeah. to hold it up. It's a it's a big platform. Uh, Where a bass boat is a is a small platform, and you, it's really only designed for two people: one in the front, one in the back, because they're they're throwing ca- their their lines everywhere. They're going nonstop, and you don't want to hit rods or bait or any of that. So, my boat's a twenty-one foot. It's got a two hundred horse. Um, uh, motor on it and then and it's got the trolling motor at the front and he's uh, using all 200 of them too coach o when he's going across that lake i didn't even open it up <laughs> so yeah okay well so the next time somebody says oh yeah this is my bass boat i'm gonna have to yeah yeah bass boat is a it's like a sports i'm gonna car. say oh i thought they were yeah. smaller a bass i mean boat. you can fish off a pontoon boat but it's not the the ones that people are using competition because yeah. they go from spot to spot very quickly fair, yeah. we went into places that you couldn't get a pontoon boat no right. right yeah it was too shallow and to and to you you know you got to wiggle between stick ups and lay downs and yeah, all pontoon that. boats not gonna not gonna be as agile yeah you know pontoons have their use though they're very popular for good reasons catfishing yeah Cat for sure or just going out on the lake yeah grandkids. jumping off of it yeah grandkids right barbecuing uh maybe crappie fishing maybe but a bass boat, very specific. Can I make a presentation? Real I wish quick? you would. Yeah. So, you know, I'm representing the Forney Bass Club here. So, what we've done is, uh, as our group, we got together and we've got a little certificate here that says the Forney Bass Club proudly presents a prize of $150 in the form of a Bass Pro gift card to Austin Becker and to Garrett Wilson for qualifying for the State High School Bass Fishing Tournament on Lake Belton in 2022. So, there's your certificate. And we also also have a hundred and fifty dollar gift card for Bass Pro. You guys can go get you some new baits. How about that? Hey, thank you. <laughs> Pretty well, awesome. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, we're really excited about it. that. Well, uh, yeah, I got a feeling Garrett's going to be looking for some of those blue and black Cinco's <laughs> take down to Lake Belton. Uh, Dwayne, before we uh, wrap this thing up, why don't you tell me, since uh, the Forney Bass Club stepped out there and, and did these guys a solid by uh, sending them with a little bait money before they go down and represent Forney High School at State, tell us a little bit about Forney Bass Club. How long has it been around, and, and what is the function of the club? 
Uh, it's been around 25 years or so, maybe a little bit longer, but uh, we're just a, we're a cash club. There's no bank account. It's you just come all, all of our members come in. We pay our entry our membership fee, and then we pay a tournament fee and the tournament fee and uh, and and then we go fishing. We all decide where we're going to fish, what the rules are, and then we take off. We go to a different lake every month, and we always fish on the third Saturday of the month. And then, uh, and it's usually lakes in North and East Texas. Uh, yeah. Primarily East Texas. We like the East Texas lakes. And we'll fish from daylight or safe light until we try to get in eight hours. And then we weigh in our fish, see who's, see who's got the biggest stringer of the day. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I can contest, attest to that. I got to, I got to fish with Dwayne in one of these a couple of weeks ago. We had a great deal of fun. And um, planning on doing it again it's one of those things that once you get back in it you get hooked so to speak no pun intended these guys obviously have maybe they'll be someday in the forney bass club or maybe even beyond representing uh their start here in the sport are you convinced yet addison no but okay. but again i greatly respect it it's not i mean it's cool i love the water i love i like the fish i love animals um but i am not a fisherman and that's okay it's still a sport he's wrong uh it's one of the it is one of the greatest sports. oh am and i convinced I say, that it's a sport is that what you're asking me or oh, am yeah, i convinced asking, to, to get hooked as well well you know i mean there's always hope for you in that but i'm asking you a finite question do you believe it's a sport yet what's I'm, your call i may have to get I may have to get back to you next week with an answer. Man, I think you're overthinking it. it. I no, I can't. I can't. Just say yes and let's go down the road, okay? No, it's all right. Um, we'll wait. It'll it's be a, a big reveal a for next week. It's a great sport. We're excited for you guys. I hope you go down right. there and knock the right. top out of it at uh, Lake Belton. And um, I hope you buy something with that gift card that wins a tournament for you. And then you can, you know, Forney Bass Club can say they had a stock in a state championship, Forney High School. How about that? That'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm so glad y'all y'all came on the show. I didn't know that that state was coming up, so congratulations on that. That's awesome, and and best of luck to you. I usually don't say good luck, but we talked about how luck plays a part in this. So. I think it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good fortune. So I hope you have that. I hope you have good weather. <laughs> good weather yeah. too. Yeah. It is that time of year, but uh, do a great job representing Forney High. And this is Bassapalooza One, Volume One, Episode One. We'll do it again. We got a sophomore and a freshman here. We don't have underclassmen on very often, do we, Coach Joe? No, not at all. But Pretty excited. We got some high-achieving High-achieving underclassmen. They have enlightened me a little bit, so I may try to find some bass fishing on TV. Okay. Now, you, you know, I'm it is a pretty good spectator sport. Watching a bass tournament. I think it's a little more fun to do than watch on TV, if I'm being honest. I would say so, but it's it's kind of interesting Much like to watch golf. on TV. Start I, I prefer to play golf than watch golf. I would have never stopped it. I would have never looked at the channel. So. Well, you're go at least you'll, you you'll, can, you'll pause for a second yeah. Yeah, and watch. Yeah, You I can think you. about, oh, what if we could live stream like we do a, a baseball playoff game, right? If we could be on the boat live streaming our bass fishermen's competition from Lake Belton. There you go. Man, well, we got to get that YouTube channel up, Coach O. Is that I'm your dream career commentator on bass I, fishing? I wouldn't say dream career, but I, I mean, I'm not. I'm going to put it on my list now that yeah. you mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> It'd be really good. There you go. Well, good yeah. luck to y'all. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for being on, guys. Mm -hmm. Best of luck, Dwayne. Thanks for representing the Forney Bass Club, and thanks for arranging this uh, gift certificate for these guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Well, I always appreciate it when our people in town support our our 
athletes and every our students and everything going on so we appreciate i'm glad it. that you acknowledge that these are athletes i said athletes and students we're <laughs> glad i don't i'm not gonna say which one they fall under all right well good fishing guys yep all right that's all the time that we have we will be back next week correct we're not going to miss another week we're good uh state testing is over i believe when middle so school is doing we've it we've wrapped this that week up. yeah right. so we'll be back next week with the regular episode yes we will all right see y'all then